Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Talks and Tastings Studios, this is the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. This is Bullhagen. This is Berg. And this is Vicker. Peter's here. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. I don't know why. I never know what to say. It's all right. We're coming up on our five-year anniversary. We've got uh, very close. some ideas of what we're going to do for that special five-year anniversary episode. Hannah said that we should do a another gift exchange with w- actual wood, something like that. Oh, woods instead of shoulds? Is, that, is yeah. that what she's getting? Okay. Or is she telling us all to whittle things? I think that's what she meant. Oh. I, I, I don't remember. I didn't quite read the whole <laughs> the old meal, email. <laughs> It was like a sense long. I think I did. I don't remember. Uh, later, just a little teaser totally about this episode. Berg has a special, a, a new, a new segment, cap or no cap. It's going to be amazing. So, <laughs> stay coming tuned for, for one that. episode only. <laughs> what do you got, Berg? To drink there? Just some diet. What is it? Diet pep, diet, diet Dr Pepper. Oh yeah, mm. I've got some uh, sugar free Red Thunder. Hey, Peter, look what glass I'm using. Is that a oh, is it built-in the cigar hold, holder? Yeah, it's got a oh, built-in bolt, cigar holder. Cigar holder. Yeah, okay. That's slick. The nice weather makes me want to have a cigar, but I can't really have one in the studio, so I, at least I can... I thought about maybe seeing if I could put a microphone in it. That would be pretty sweet. But I'm having some sugar-free red thunder. If you put a microphone in it, you'd be spilling your drink everywhere. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't thought all the way through. <laughs> Man, this... Uh, this global warming is amazing, isn't it? So it's a very convenient truth. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, people get worried about it, but I don't know. It's kind of nice. Yeah, it's nice that it's almost <laughs> 60 today. Yeah. How's it way down south, Pete? Just as nice. Sometimes nicer. Wow. Nice. Um, <laughs> you okay, Bert? <laughs> You're just laughing. Uh, what's Every once in a Berg, Berg gets us. What on earth am I doing? What have I got myself? What's the temperature into? there, Berg? Uh, Mid thirties. They still haven't plowed our roads, so it is this icy, <laughs> glacial terribleness in the middle of the road that our cars can barely drive on, and so it's kind of melting and then refreezing, and so it is not very much fun. The end. 56? No way. <laughs> I think it's probably like 52 up here. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. looks like you guys currently 45 in Hampton. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've got. So, well, you- yeah, we are basically snowed in. It is difficult to get anywhere, like to buy groceries or anything. I had to gun it through because it was melting at the same time as it was snowing. So there was this huge puddle and I had to gun it through the ice and the snow with the car and I made it. Thanks be to God. So uh they do not know. know how to move snow here. So at all. Wow. At think. all. And like it melts. It's all melted. Like where we shoveled away, it's all melted. But in the middle of the street, you know, the place where we drive, we can't <laughs> we can't get any snow <laughs> removal. Wow. I'm well, not you know, well, you know, taxpayers I, I had a dream away. about that once and it's nice to know that that uh you're living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Before I have to get this because I will forget. So when Vicar came back from his little Christmas, he spent a few days between Christmas and New Year's mm-hmm. to see his family. And he came back with a present that I was supposed to open. And I said, well, let's just open it on air. And so after every episode when we're walking out, oh, we didn't open the presents. And here it is, you know, almost springtime. Basically springtime for us and, right now. Uh, yeah. I've got this Christmas present. So who is this from, Vicar? This is from my parents. Okay. Have you and ever you gotten have no a I- have you ever gotten a, a present from the Vicar's parents before? Yes. Have you really? I have. Nice. Yeah. Uh I've got um from uh Vicar number four. I got a Godfather t shirt. Nice. Oh, from, because what did I'm it the say? Godfather of the Grand. It just said it was just from like the movie. That is a great like, movie. Why didn't we watch that for my bachelor party? <laughs> what are you guys doing? You after wouldn't this? remember. You would not remember. <laughs> anyway, let's. Okay, what's the present? What's the present? Come on. 
I'm excited. Bored. All right. <laughs> Just wait, waiting for the snow to melt. <laughs> All right. For that it global is, warming uh, to take effect. Uh, it is another glass or something. Look at it. Ooh, a metal mug that says Pastor Bullhagen. Oh, that's Look nice. That. Stainless steel. That's yeah, a good camping that mug. Fancy. It's a, and it matches yours, Vicar. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. Yours says. Does it hold a cigar though? Well, no. <laughs> I'm sure you could. Hmm. But you wouldn't want to put any liquid in after it. So, when are you guys taking a field trip out here to go camping in the mountains? Um, you've got your cups. We got we got our cups. This is true. Hmm. Off to Let t- us know when you're no longer snowed in. Once <laughs> right, yes. you're not selling it yet, quite so, yet. So, middle <laughs> of June field trip, <laughs> you can come. Okay. <laughs> as long as there are no, uh, you know, solar storms or anything like that, or uh, don't jinx us. Well, aren't you on like like uh, real close to like a super volcano? Yeah. So I figure if it goes off, I'm dead anyway. So right, it's the rest of you guys who are gonna have to live with the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, for me, it's great. It's like I get to go home and be with Jesus. Right. The rest of you guys are gonna have to move to like Ecuador. <laughs> but when it happens, you know, all of our listeners will, will think to themselves, "I think, I think Berg probably had something to do with that." <laughs> when Yellowstone finally blows. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I live like two hours from there, so if any of the listeners want to come and like crash at the church and then drive up to Yellowstone, you guys are are more than invited. Wow. Ooh. I have to have a clerical heirs field trip. Do you know Yogi Bear? (laughs) Wait, that's Jellystone. Wait. Yeah, that's Jellystone. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's Jellystone. Hey, (laughs) boo-boo. If we can get enough patrons, maybe we can do a clerical heirs live there. We'll ship the whole podcast up there. There you go. That would be pretty rad. Hey, we should. What are we preaching on here, Vicar? We are. It is Quinkajesma the Sunday, and it's uh, what a quinky dink. That's right. It is quite a quinky dink. It's where Jesus predicts his death that he will die, and then in three days be raised again, and then he heals a blind man. Would you like me to read the text? Uh, yeah, that was kind of lazy. <laughs> Way to sell it, Vicar. <laughs> 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 nah, read a different one, and then we'll talk about the original yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, let's so, just, okay, I'm calling an audible. Okay with you. I, I'm calling an audible, D&D preaching right now. <laughs> All right, D&D preaching. So, get a Bible, open We're up. We're not even going to talk about the text, screw it. So, yeah. just, okay. just grab a Bible, open it up, let's talk about, and then put your finger to it, and we'll... Ooh. Berg, you have you're acting kind of a little ADHD today. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I learned from the best. I'll just let it fall open. It sounds like you need some sort of a dopamine hit tonight. I was going to say he had, online, he had a week online off. gambling for the Super Bowl. Indeed. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, the Super Bowl. Vicar is looking this up. The Super Bowl's today. Who's who's going to win? The commercials. Um, oh, who has the best commercial this year? Probably. All right, listener, let us know who you think. I'm gonna right. go. I'm gonna go with mint, like the Bull Higgins board, the too. cell, the cell one, mint. Oh, the cell phone provider yep. people. Uh, sure, mint mobile. Well, get a get a real Bible. That's an NIV. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I've got a King James in the office. If you want a real yeah. Bible, let's let's do a if real Bible. Is, get a real Bible. Come on. <laughs> that might be the funniest thing. <laughs> That's the title of this episode, right? Get a real Bible. Get a real Bible. <laughs> that was kind of funny, Vicar. That was kind of lazy, wasn't it? <laughs> do, do you want me to read it? No. Dude. We don't read the text on the podcast. <laughs> All right. What do you have? How's that? Wow. It's a, it's a... Boy, that looks very German. That's yeah. very fancy. That I like it. Th- yeah, it looks like something you'd hide a handgun in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it is very thick. <laughs> oh, and it's got pictures too. Nice. Here. It better be random. You're you're not. I literally just let it fall wherever. This is a brand new Bible, and I've hardly like cracked it open. So wherever it opens, it opens. All right. Do you want me to pick a, a different s- spot? Nope, yeah. that's good. All right. Or do whatever. Yep. Open, okay, open something up. Try and go for something gospel. So I would prefer New Testament. Okay. Try and get something New Testament. And oh. then <laughs> landed pick in Malachi a, 4. Pick a section 
right? Pick us a passage okay. on that page. Who is this for? This is going to be, we'll start with Berg since he wants to do it. And Bullhagen, since you're going to go after Berg, you're going to each decide what occasion the other is preaching for before we hear the text. So what, what occasion, Bullhagen, is Berg preaching for today? All right. He is going to preach a, a wedding sermon. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the is, wedding, there, is there anything unique yes. about this wedding? Yes. It is a couple who are elderly in their, their 70s. Both their spouses uh, had died in a uh, train accident. And uh, it was in their support group. In the group. 1840s or something? or. <laughs> <laughs> All, yes. Also, it's the 1840s. Okay. Yes. It, they, you they have were to preach as though it is the 1840s. <laughs> they're pro- <laughs> they're prospecting California, and they uh, met each other at the mass grave. Right. And okay. He said, he said you're kind of cute. <laughs> so train crash, 1840s, 70 year old widows, and the text vicar is. And it's a wedding. Yes. And it's a wedding. Okay. It's Luke chapter four. It is, and in. Let me start it. Th- there we go. And came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath day. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. All right. I'll, I'll All right. give, uh, I'll give, give you some time. how much time you need. A minute? So, Give him five. King James, you said? King James. Yes. It's Luke chapter What's the, four. What verse? It was verse, let me find it again. Starting in 31 through 34. All right. We'll give Burke some time. Yes. In the so meantime, we can... uh, we're going to do something helpful for the listener. If, uh, um, if the, I'm going to have some uh, uh, bets here that I want uh, Vicar to make here. He's going to. He's okay. gonna, in case you get to listen in time for the Super Bowl, he's gonna do the um, the prop bets. Okay, so first prop bet is the length of the national anthem in seconds. Uh, is it going to be the over is an under is ninety point five seconds? Is a national anthem gonna be longer or shorter than that? Well, has it been decided who's singing it? Do we know who's singing it? I don't it? know. Yeah. Oh well. I think that's really important. You, that you, is really usually, important. Usually, it's ethic, which means that the endings can be really long. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with over. All right. Uh, the coin toss, heads or tails? Heads. The first offensive play, run or pass? Run. Run. Sure. Uh, first turnover of the game will be a fumble, interception, or turnover on downs, or a missed field goal? Uh, interception. Uh, which Ooh, te- which team will take. get the first 10 points? Get to 10 points first. 49ers. All right. What's the name of the other team? The uh, chefs. <laughs> oh, yeah, the chiefs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He didn't know. <laughs> Are you ready, Berg? Yep. Sure. Okay. Oh, okay. Berg is ready. All right. So this is, give us a quick summary one more time, Berg, to remind the listener. All right. This is a wedding for an elderly couple who lost their spouses in a train accident and they met by the mass grave. And it's the 1840s. And it's the 1840s. I don't know how Little I'm going to work that in, but we'll try <laughs> Well, you can't talk about anything like phones or TV or radio. All right. I can do that. All right. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 It is strange and difficult here. It is easy for us to listen to the devils who say, let us alone, leave us alone. It's easy to say that in the midst of great tragedy and the losing of our spouses. Let us alone. But we know that it's not right for a man to be alone. We know it's right for a man not to be alone, but that he be joined to a wife in one flesh. And so we stand here astonished. We stand here astonished at his doctrine. And what is that doctrine? The doctrine is that, is that at the beginning he made them male and female, and he joined them together for mutual comfort and joy and companionship. And his word is with power, which is why both of you are standing here, your bodies as good as dead, bereft of your spouses, and not being able to produce children. And yet you stand here because you are astonished at Jesus' doctrine, Jesus' teaching, because you know 
that unlike the devils who say that it is good for a man to be alone, you believe that it is not good to be alone, but that you should be joined together uh, in holy matrimony. And so let us thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for being the Holy One of God who joins men and women together. Amen. 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 Very nice. Boom. All right. Boom. Marriage. A little presumptive, though. <laughs> hey, maybe they're doing good. It's the 1840s, right. but, you know. They were they a your stock back then. Hey, they had to get over it. <laughs> That's right. We're too sensitive. All right. Vicar's going to find another text. And Berg, what occasion is Bullhagen preaching for? A confirmation of a Hindu into the Christian faith, and this confirmation is coinciding with baptism. So a baptism of a previously Hindu person. Yep. Get any other details? He really likes Ganesh. He really likes Ganesh. Do you know what Ganesh is? Uh, I'm guessing not beef. The Indian elephant god of luck. Oh. Well, okay, let's not make it (laughs) blasphemous then. How is that going to work? Well, he really liked Ganesh until he found out he was a false god. So he used to like Ganesh. Right. Okay. So if you can work now, elephant, you don't have to, don't have to use that one, just like Berg didn't really say that we were in the 1840s or whatever. Yeah. All right. And I need the text, Vicar. It is First yes, Corinthians chapter 7. Go ahead. You, you get, okay. <laughs> We've been uh, through I, this already, haven't we? <laughs> Well, you're writing something down. I wanted to make sure you were ready. Okay. (laughs) Now, concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband, and likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. But I speak this by permission, and not of commandment. All right, uh, as I prepare my sermon, I just need a name. I don't... Ravi. What's his Ravi? Okay. Because I didn't. Ravi the Hindu. <laughs> Ravi. All right. Ravi. Ravi. Yeah, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> his name's Kevin. I thought you were going to go with Vivek. Can I go? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, find something to talk about just for a quick yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've got. I'll start I'll start the timer just to make sure we don't go too long. I'll give you some time. All right. So, Berg, who do you we talked about a little bit with Vicar. What do you think is going to happen to the Super Bowl? Do you think Taylor Swift is going to make a big political statement? I mean, if I were her, I would because that's when you get the most coverage. Mhm. Everybody's saying that that's going to happen. I don't think I don't think she's she would ever do that. I mean, all she would have to do is tweet and people would follow her. So Right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't like, matter if you're at the Super Bowl or not. You know, she'll probably be wearing like, I don't know, an orange shirt. And then they'll be like, ooh, she's a secret Trump supporter. Or she'll be wearing, I don't know, something. And they'll say it the other way. Or like she really works for the Chinese or something. I People she'll are probably insane. Be, she'll probably be like live tweeting during the Super Bowl. And then they'll be putting it up on the Jumbotron and everyone will see it. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys are sound like old old men here. Come on, relax. Because <laughs> now we got bad love. Yeah, I mean we're talking about the biggest Swifty in our in our crew. Right That's now. right. Okay. So from day know. one, Berg was quoting Swift songs. So it's don't true. let him hide from that. It's we have it on wax, as we say. Do you think? Like, do you think she's gonna like do a, a cameo during the halftime show? Like they just pull her up for hey, 30 I need seconds. to preach before all my thoughts leave my brain. <laughs> Well, you told us to spill. We're filling. But I start when I started. He's ready. Are you ready? Uh, sure. So this is Berg. Can you remind us again? This is a baptism slash confirmation of Ravi, the former Hindu, and he really likes the god of luck. Yep, or liked the god of. He luck. liked him. Not anymore, though. Right. Uh, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, the text. For our occasion today, the baptism and confirmation of Robbie was chosen by Robbie. 
uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and I will be focusing on the first few verses here, where Paul says, uh, because, but because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, what a beautiful thing it is that Jesus has taken up for himself a bride. We are reminded in Scripture how he presented her blameless through the waters and the word in holy baptism, that Jesus unites himself in and with the church by grace and mercy, carrying us home, gathering us together, forgiving us our sins, and giving us due life. Now, Robbie, this is a great text for you because you grew up in a time and an understanding of reincarnation, that somehow we are become a different being, that our lives live on in different beings or different forms. In fact, with your, your, your following of Ganesh, I believe I'm pronouncing that, I hope I'm not offending you, Robbie, that, uh, that even elephants. But let's, let's set that aside, because there is only one incarnation you need to remember. That is the bodily incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who for the sake of taking a bride became man, joined us, became flesh for us so that we can be united with him. And so when we think of who we are and how our place in this church, it begins with Christ. And as you are baptized, you are baptized into the name of the one who died and rose. You are baptized in the one who was incarnate for us, granting us life and salvation, a new beginning. And then he has called you, Robbie, to be a part of this body of Christ, where he has breathed his word into you. He has planted his seed in you. It is grown. And now we trust and pray God will bring it to full fruition on the last day. So, Robbie, welcome to the family of Christ. You are washed clean by the water in the word. You are joined with the incarnate Lord, and on the last day, you will rise up in your own body with a new body, new eyes to see, new ears to hear, a new voice to praise uh, to the Lord God, the Lamb of God, who has taken away your sin. We are not meant to be alone, and you are not alone. Today, you are joined with here, with your brothers and sisters in Christ, and joined together in Christ uh, through the forgiveness of your sins. Amen. Amen. Those are some fun texts to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Vicar, so. your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the turntables. Oh, you're going to do it? Sure, why not? All right. Okay. All, All right. right. Okay. Uh, Peter, do you get to p- pick? or? Uh, sure. See, we've done a confirmation baptism. We've done a wedding. I got it. How about... I, how about... Uh, I got it. It's a... Uh, um. No, no, no. Let me do it. Let me do it. I got this. this I was going to go a, back your baccalaureate for a, a small this town. Is, this is a Navy ship christening. Okay. I like it. The SS this Walther. Is the, I like it even more. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, sure. The SS, the USS, United States ship, please. Uh, Walther. Um, and it's, it's an aircraft carrier. Oh, Okay. Um, the, the, the new captain, the head of the ship, uh, his name is funny enough. Is it <laughs> also the guy's author? There? No, oh. no. What was the guy from the last one? Uh, oh, Ravi. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the, the captain is Ravi. He used to be a Hindu. Uh, now he's actually a Christian. He's been baptized. I see we're going for a whole character arc here. Yeah. And their their first mission is to to go to uh, back in time to the 1840s. <laughs> right, bringing it back. No, we don't have ah, to do that. No. no, I'd not go that far. But all right, okay. All and right. Bullhagen, do you have a text? Yes, your text is uh, Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man, 
that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according, to, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as many for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every member, every one members one of another. All right. That is, what What was the passage on that? Uh, right it was Romans, Romans chapter 12. 12. Okay. So, Vicar, take all the time you need. Feel free to take off your headphones if you want to focus, whatever you want to do. All right, okay. Berg, uh, let's, let's get some of these prop debt, rest of these prop bets done. Yeah, yeah, let's go through more. So did I tell you I'm thinking of going into buying a, a barrel of scotch whiskey? A barrel? Yep. You got a share or are you just getting your own? Uh, well, it'll be new spirits, so it'll be 10 years from now, so. Oh, okay. So you're starting now. Yeah, so it's like a, it's kind of an investment, so. Is it going to sit around in your garage or? You, no, actually in Scotland, for... so. Oh, is there a, is it a brand that I would know? Uh, They're out of St. Andrews. Um, let's see here. St. Andrews Brewers LTD. So they must be kind of getting started. So, so your, your, your plan would be like, you have as much whiskey as you could ever want and you can sell some. Yes. I'm going in with like three other, uh, well, two other, two other college friends. So it's going to be rad. That's pretty cool. So how do you get it over then? Or do they bottle it for you then? And then uh, you can... I think we'll have to figure that out, what that looks like. Yeah, so. He got 10 years to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I can take a trip to Scotland in 10 years. So By then, we'll teleport it over. Exactly. I just don't want it to be like the fly, you know? Help me, help me. <laughs> See, that's the, dark, ever... that's the dark side of Star, of, uh, Star Trek, right? Mm-hmm. When, yeah. uh, when the teleporter goes haywire. Well, you know, the... the the scariest part of Star Trek is the teleporter. It is because does it kill you and then make a replica of you? That... It's not sending the molecules. It's just sending the information to make the molecules. So then it's so like the first time you really get teleported, you? you're you're dying, right? Yeah. And then does it kill you every time you teleport? Oh yeah, for sure. So how does that after not the first one? Your soul you. already goes, right? What what happens to? And then what happens to the soul? Like. Are all these people in the Star Trek universe running around without a soul? That's correct. I think so. They're all like philosophical zombies. Hmm. AI. The stuff I think of at night. <laughs> <laughs> you ready, Vicar? Yeah, let's just roll with it. All right. Okay. All righty. All right. Reset the table, Peter. <laughs> so this is a ship christening for the USS Walther, an aircraft carrier, and Ravi is the is the general, the captain. I don't know what you call it. I'm not a Navy guy. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters of Christ, Captain Ravi, brothers, we gather here today to celebrate this christening of this, this aircraft carrier to the service of our, our Navy. As we, as we come to do this today, we are reminded of the importance of being a part of the unit and understanding your place within that unit, that this carrier has its own job, whether that's to carry supplies, whether that's to carry armaments. We have, we have aircraft carriers, we have helicopters, we have ships, warships, all these things that do very important things parts within the the unit this we're also reminded of in our reading from saint paul today where we where we are told to be of one mind that we are to be of one mind because we are of one body right we are all the body of christ and so he exhorts us to not be not to conform to the world but be transformed by the the gospel that, that christ has brought to us Right, just as the ship cannot go alone and cannot do its own thing, so also can we not go alone for we cannot win our salvation on our by ourselves, but it has to be won for us through the one Jesus Christ. And so because we are of this one body, we are a living sacrifice. We are holy, we are acceptable unto God. 
We are to maintain ourselves just as we might maintain the ship. That's the life of the Christian, to always live a life of repentance, to be turning back to Christ for this renewal. So as we send this ship into service, we must remember as ourselves that as the body of Christ, we too also serve because our Christ has served us first. Amen. 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 That was a little all over the place, but hey, at least they <laughs> <I> ended. <laughs> hey. I might have crash landed a little bit, but. <laughs> hey, you spent like, what, five minutes doing that? Yeah. You know. I mean, it's, this is tricky. You don't have the years of experience these gentlemen do. I should have done. Uh, I think it was perfectly fine. I should have done toast pastors a little more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We you're should, welcome. We should... You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> you... And all you pastors who've been listening to this for your sermon ideas on the way to church. <laughs> uh, out of luck this week. Sorry. Yep. Yep. You probably should have prepared ahead of time. Swing and a what miss. What a quinky dink. <laughs> <laughs> All yes. right, oh, we move so, on? so well, real quick, well, well, I will say something. So the text for this Sunday, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out, okay? <laughs> All right, Jesus predicts his death, mm-hmm. and they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, the blind man seems to understand more about who Jesus is when he calls him Jesus, son of David, and have mercy. So what this text goes to show that this was a plan all along for Jesus to suffer and die. It is necessary for that to have happened for our salvation, and we look to him and his salvation as we call on Jesus, the son of David, have mercy. There you go. All right. See, even so, a blind beggar can find a nut every once in a while. Because <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if I should keep that one in. <laughs> I feel like uh, all, right. all right. So uh, all right. a new segment. It is called Cap or No Cap. You might need to re-say that. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's cap, cap or no cap. Cap I actually, or no cap. I do like this as a segment. Uh, I don't know that this is, <laughs> that's what we're doing today, but I like that as a segment. We can talk about that some other time. Okay. So this is, this is, comes out of a question from our podcast mom. Uh, Peter, would you like to read this question? She sent us an email a while ago and I think we November. just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so she put this again. Uh, I appreciate Hannah that you kn- you know the show well and did not hold it against us. Uh, she said back in November, she said a topic I don't think you've addressed yet is <laughs> head coverings for women in church. And recently she followed up and said, I'm following up on this topic with a little bit more background. The number of women with head coverings at my church has increased 200% in the last six months uh, from one to three. Yeah. (laughs) Is this a scented wide trend or just in Minnesota South? Faithfully and bareheadedly yours, Hannah. All right. So this question is basically she's asking cap or no cap. Cap or no cap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh. Berg saw that email, and uh, he had an answer typed up by the end of the evening that night. Yeah, that was that was quick. That was we impressive. saw that email, and then so before Berger, I even know he had the uh, email, Berg had an answer. He's on en fuego. I haven't looked at it. Admittedly, I've been very busy with work. Uh, do you talk about what the point of the head covering is, why people do it in the first place? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, head coverings are covered in 1 Corinthians 11, 1 through 16, And since chapters and verses are a bit arbitrary in the scriptures, this section actually seems to belong to chapter 10, verses 23 to 33. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. And that's uh, verses 23 and 24. So what are the purposes that Paul gives for head coverings? First, the order of creation. And he says here in verses 8 through 10, For man is not from woman, but woman from man. Nor was man created for the woman, but woman for the man. For this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. And so here we see that uh, there is the orders of creation here, that man is head over the woman and that she should have a symbol of authority on her head 
because of the angels. You can hear about other passages like this in Ephesians 5.24, 1 Timothy 2.12, and 1 Peter 3.1. And natural law is also brought up here, where in verses 14 and 15, Paul says, Does not even nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a dishonor to him? But if a woman has long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given to her for a covering. So here it seems like long hair is also used as a covering, that women should have longer hair. And the two purposes given by St. Paul here is that this custom teaches the orders of creation, and this custom also reestablishes natural law. That So to... To take a step then, the fact that I have a little bit longer hair than a buzz cut, does that mean that I am not following the well, custom? So that's the thing is going to customs now, because this is what St. Paul calls it here. He uses the word here, sun atheia, sun atheia, sun, which is with an ethnos meaning nation or people, which means a custom, a hab- habitual usage a practice, something to which they are accustomed. Custom does not equal commandment or law. Custom can be a very good thing, and in this case, custom for St. Paul and the Corinthian congregation uh, teaches the orders of creation. It teaches that um, husbands have authority over their wives and the like, and it also reinforces natural law. Is that necessarily our custom? The answer is no. Right, and I, I would I would add. Can I add something to that? Sure. Just if you think, just from a, a practical point of view, I think part of the reason why is if you're a very physical worker, if you are a warrior, if all those things where the hair would actually get in the way, as opposed to longer hair maybe being a sign of of beauty, too, and uh, nurturing and those type of things. I do think maybe. The hairstyle that they, what he's talking about is a reflection also then of vocation, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, if you read the Augsburg Confession 28 on the power of bishops, which it seems like we've been hitting that a lot here lately, but it's always relevant, you know? So, <laughs> so here he's talking about what we would call adiaphora. What are we to say then about Sunday and other similar church ordinances and ceremonies? To this, our teachers reply that bishops or pastors may make regulations so that everything in the churches is done in good order, but not as a means of obtaining God's grace or making satisfaction for sins, nor in order to bind men's consciences by considering these things necessary services of God and counting it a sin to omit their observance, even when this is done without offense. So, St. Paul directed in 1 Corinthians 11.5 that women should cover their heads in the assembly. He also directed that in the assembly, preachers should not all speak at once, but one after another in order. And that's paragraph 54. It is proper for the Christian assembly to to keep such ordinances for the sake of love and peace, to be obedient to the bishops and parish ministers in such matters, and to observe the regulations in such a way that one does not give offense to another, so that there may be no disorder or unbecoming conduct in the church. So while this is adiaphora, we've always made it clear on this podcast that adiaphora is, doesn't mean it's not important, right? Right. So at the end of 1 Corinthians 11, uh, 16, Paul admits like, okay, if anyone doesn't yet believe this, if they're not convinced, like nobody else in the church has this custom of having women without a head covering, right? There is such a thing Mm -hmm. as walking together in love and in peace. It'd be like if someone in the Missouri Senate goes off the rails, right? Mm -hmm. We actually like, is what they're doing wrong? Well, not theologically, but why would we go off the rails? Why would we be contentious? Why would we fight about things that we really don't have to fight about, right? That's Mm -hmm. the thing is those who love these sort of controversies, those who love that kind of stuff, they really just gets in the way of peace and concord in the church. And a Lutheran theologian, 
Hunnius actually talks about this. He says about this, let them remember that it is not our custom to dispute with the contentious, nor is it the custom of the churches of God to excite or cherish altercations, inasmuch as such discussions confer nothing toward edification, but only to destruction. So that's the thing. It's like if people want to wear head coverings, if women want to wear head coverings in order to teach the orders of creation, if they want to wear head coverings to teach and reinforce that there is such a thing as natural law, great. That's awesome. I think it's a good and godly custom. Let's just not fight about it. Right. I mean, you know, that's that's the thing is this was the custom of the people in St. Paul's Day. Because women who had short hair were actually, like, they were prostitutes, okay? Right. And there was enough problems in the Corinthian congregation where it seemed like they had problems with women usurping roles that God had given to men. Right. So that's what this is talking about, right? Because custom actually does mean something. And if you break custom, since custom is so tied with these other things, what you're actually telling the people that you're going to church with is that you don't seem to believe these other things too, right? So if a yeah, woman that- if a woman didn't cover her head, it's like she was saying, well, you know, anything you can do, I can do better, right? Right. So in other words, it's kind of like... Um- shouldn't be any kind of uh, we're all very sensitive to virtue signaling right right of not making it where it, what on both sides like if someone's wearing a hat out of good and pious reasons that's great uh, but it's not a statement on anybody else who doesn't and right. the same time you know as the same time uh, uh, the no cap also should be uh, caring considerate if that's helpful for them to wear a cap. Well, and that's the thing is like, I think in this world, looking back to ancient customs, resurrecting them might not be the worst thing, right? Might Mm -hmm. not be the worst thing to look back in the Bible and say, hey, you know what? Maybe we want more of this. Maybe we want more of that uh, because we actually want to teach this. And by explaining why we're doing what we're doing, we're actually teaching the orders of creation. We're actually teaching things like natural law. But then that means we have to be willing to explain why we're doing what we're doing. So so I would say this, I would say going back to your discussion on on long hair and short hair, Berg, I think one, one thing that you can say when you're thinking about attire for church and what you wear is to not dress in a way that would cause people to think something else, right? In other words, dressing in a way that would cause someone to think think of what uh, less pious people wear. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, this is the whole because of the angels, because the angels are in church with us, right. and they're holy and righteous. I mean, you wouldn't dress that way in front of your grandma, why would you dress that way in front of the holy servants of God who have been around since the beginning, who never fell into sin and are there to support and protect you, you who are the heir of salvation? You probably shouldn't wear, you know, provocative clothing. Right. And, and if, so, the hat, if the hat wearing at the same time even if it might be helpful for you, if it does bring all sorts of misunderstanding amongst others, then it probably isn't a good thing to do. Well, and that's the thing is, let's teach, let's listen, let's, I don't know, deal with this stuff in charity, Mm -hmm. right? Not jump to conclusions because, frankly, we're not each other's enemies. We all love Jesus. We're in church to hear the word of God. Like, Let's cut each other some slack and listen. Let's not be contentious. We are all riding along the USS Walther together, bro. Yo. (laughs) So, I mean. No cap. (laughs) That's the thing is if you do that, know why you're doing it and explain it in love and in kindness to others. And guess what? 
if they hear your explanation, they may they might be like, hey, maybe I'll do that too. Great. Thanks be to God. Like, and, and, but this whole discussion, I, I think, all, all bears back to we should be mindful of our own customs or in our own society on, on what certain things say and mean to everyone around us. Okay. This is why sometimes when you're talking about worship, for example, uh, and what goes in on Sunday morning, certain things mean certain aspects. So I'll give you an example. I remember I was at a, a, a vicar's ordination and, and I heard, I think I probably mentioned this at one time on the podcast. They had one song during communion where they had a, the drums play and a band play. Um, and I heard the live drums and like, like a rumble of a good bass guitar. And I immediately got thirsty for a beer, like immediately. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's what that it's music, conditioned you to do that. Right, right. Yeah. Right. You know how, like when you hear a live band in like, Oh, right. Things don't just exist in a vacuum. Right. So no matter what you do, what you say, what you how you, how you dress, how you look, it's going to say something about what you believe. So you always right. have to be careful about making sure that you don't say something that about yourself that you don't mean to, right? Right. Because what what Paul is saying is there is a language in what we do. It's not just right. the words, but it is also reflected in how you say things and do things and what you wear. Even while there's freedom, even even when you're talking about audiophora, it doesn't mean that certain things are more helpful than others. Yeah, and in this case, Paul is actually saying, like, look, this custom teaches orders of creation. This custom teaches natural law. We should probably do this, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. In the same way in the church, it's like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be so laissez-faire about our customs, right? Mm-hmm, Yeah. Because, like, disorder in the church, contentiousness is bad. We shouldn't have it. Like, it is bad to teach false doctrine by customs. It's bad to tyrannize souls by forcing customs. But, you know, everyone's not on their own on this. Like, we should all be working together because we are one body. Yes, all things are lawful, but not all things edify. Not all things build up. At the beginning of this section, right, which goes back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, you know, we hear, like, let no one look out for his own interests, but look out for the interests of others. And so it might not be a custom that we particularly like, but, you know, maybe it's better for our neighbor. Maybe it's better for our children. Right. Maybe we should do it because we want them to believe it. So, like, for example, one thing that I've never done that I've started to do is, uh, you know, shake my head no when uh, and lead us not into temptation. Why? Because my son does it. Why does my son do it? Because he's learning the Lord's Prayer. In fact, now he's got to like shake all of his PJ mask action figures. He got he has to shake their heads no when they're praying. So he'll actually stop <laughs> and shake their heads no. And they've all got to be sitting there with their hands clasped. Otherwise, he'll start to cry because they didn't pray with him. Right? Custom mm-hmm. teaches. Right? It teaches. And we should actually do those things because they're right, because they teach something. It's especially important for the young, and it's especially important for the ignorant. Right. So so did we answer your question, Hannah? Where could not, they, she let us know? She can email us at feedback at clericalerrors.org. She can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash clericalerrors. Or she can find us on Twitter. X me, bro. <laughs> At Clerical Airs P. P for podcast, bro. All right. All right. How, how are we doing on time, Pete? Uh, we're at about an hour on the recording. We started a little early, so we've got another, we could do another like five, 10 minutes. Um, I have, I want to, I want to do our production meeting during the podcast because okay. I want to talk about what cap, no cap is our new segment. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So I think I thought it was like the achy breaky heart, a one hit wonder. I think because because <laughs> you guys know the slang cap or no cap, right? No. Yes. So cap means basically you're lying. 
Mm-hmm. That's cap. That's cap. Yeah. But if they're and telling then, the truth, then they say then no, cap. no cap. Yeah, no cap. And Berg, the way you can remember it is uh, it's short for capacity for lies. Oh, okay. I have no capacity for lies. No cap. Okay. So how would we turn this into a segment, Peter? Well, I think it's like a true or false quiz show. Okay. Do it with but the I'm Vickers. not sure. That's what we're having this meeting to do. Okay. I think I think this is a segment, but I don't know how yet. Sounds like a variation on the what it is, what it isn't thing. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe it's just. I think this needs to be same, okay. Different. This is my idea. This this needs to be listener driven. I I heard this. Is this cap? Oh, I like that. Yeah, that'll actually work well. Yeah, that's right. Kind of kind of like the uh, is it a sin? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you have something you heard and you're like, is this, you know, God helps those who help themselves, right? Is that cap or no cap? I like it. Right. Yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a good recurring segment. Yeah. But that means listeners actually have to like, right. Send things in. That's exact. That's right. Right. So if they want to hear it, they actually have to email. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And if it's a terrible idea, then. (laughs) That doesn't mean that you could, like someone couldn't email with like several. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Give right. us several, or I mean, or we might make your email into a like, cap no cap. Certainly, <laughs> certainly. If you're a super fan, you should send some of these. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. Ah. I yeah. I'm sure our super fan <laughs> has tons of cap no cap questions. No cap. No cap. <laughs> so Berg, are you are you uh, do you understand this no cap for real for real for reals yo yeah <laughs> facts. I'm down. Fax, fax machine. Yeah. So get these uh, these statements out. We will decide whether a cap or no cap. <laughs> All right. You guys. <laughs> yep. Anything else you want? Don't talk keep about? it on the download. Let us uh, know. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we can tell our beloved listeners? I want. I want some Pope tweets. You just want me to like scroll through and pick a random one? Yeah. Pick. Uh, yeah, oh. We'll, okay. let's, we'll rate them. Pick something worth talking. All right. You might want to talk about this. Jesus reveals to us that God is not a detached master who speaks to us from on high. He is a loving father who draws near to us, comes into our homes, wants to save and liberate us, and heals us from every ill of body and spirit. Hashtag gospel of the day. Cap or no cap? (laughs) Well, I would say cap in one sense. There's a lot of good things, potential good things in there. But there's also a lot of potentially bad things because... Yeah, I have to hear that again. He says, Jesus reveals to us that God is not a detached master who speaks to us from on high. He is a loving father who draws near to us, comes into our homes, wants to save and liberate us, and heals us from every ill of body and spirit. He does not use the Oxford comma. Okay. kind of annoying. So... English second language. So, yeah, I would well, say, <laughs> I would say one is, is uh, he does both. He speaks from on high. His word is powerful and effective. But also, Jesus reveals him as our loving Father. So it's it's kind of like a both and. Right, right. It, it's a, I don't think it's a dichotomy that is false. Like he can be both. Right, right. It's what we call a false dichotomy. Right. Yes. He's doing an either or that is like. It can be both. And I also, you know, save and liberate also gives me pause because, you know, he's originally a South American theologian and, Mm -hmm. you know, they really kind of play with what's called liberation theology, which is really just Marxism with some nice Christian whitewashing. Right. So what we mean by save and what we mean by... liberate are different things when we as lutherans talk about liberation we really do talk about being freed by the gospel mm-hmm. yeah forgiveness of sins and and yeah exactly forgiveness of well, sins you can kind of right? say the same thing about american freedom right right because you know what is jesus talking about if the son sets you free you are free indeed he's not talking about freedom from slavery He's not talking about freedom from Roman occupation. He's not even talking about freedom from sickness or pain or death. He's talking about freedom from the wrath of God. He's talking about freedom from damnation and from hell. 
because like you look at First Corinthians, I mean, Paul says, look, if you're enslaved, serve your master well. You, you're still a Christian. You're still free in Christ, even though you still wear physical shackles. Did, did that tweet also refer to like a physical healing, like a healing of the body? The end of it was a little like he will do something for us of every ill of body and spirit, right? Yeah, and heals us from every ill of body and spirit. Yep. So, and that's not determined. That's not determined whether that's in this world or in the next. Right. Yeah. What about one in will heal us? Yeah. About one in three Pope tweets have something like that in in it, though, right? Like, yeah. Vicar, you're scrolling through. Yeah, I mean, quite a lot of that. It's all you know, progressive sanctification stuff that you can achieve holiness and be healed from yeah all right let's do another one all right this one one might be interesting for you in this hashtag year of prayer to prepare for the jubilee of 2025 i encourage everyone to deepen their commitment above all to take part in the celebration of mass and to pray for the church's mission of evangelization cap or no cap cap what what is the jubilation of 2025 I don't know. What's special about 2025? I'm scrolling scrolling through and he refers to 2025 as a jubilation, but I assume that's something that he's working towards, but I haven't been able to figure out what that is yet. Okay. What I'm thinking- He's referring to it as a year of prayer. Is this an end times prediction from the Pope? No. so (laughs) So the year of jubilee in the Roman Catholic Church is a celebration that is observed on certain special occasions and for one year every 25 years under certain conditions when a special indulgence is granted to members of the faith by the Pope and confessors are given special faculties, including the lifting of censures. So Mm. this is just indulgence talk again, right? Because the year of Jubilee is from the Bible. It should take place in the 50th year. The Popes weren't getting enough money, so they turned it to every 25 years. Right. Mm. So, <laughs> kind of like when I had a confirmation kid who was upset that I didn't wish them a happy half birthday. <laughs> I love yeah. when kids talk about their one month anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so if people think, oh, yeah, it's a different Roman church than it was at the Reformation, is it? Doesn't, and, no, doesn't seem really. to be. And I think this should, this sends my spidey senses a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is this Pope going to try something in 25? Like, it's a jubilee, like indulgences. All right. He's already blessing homosexual marriages. Right. I mean, so. I mean is he, this is, is there going to be like a bomb he's going to drop in the year of jubilee? <laughs> right? Yeah. Ho- hopefully figurative, figuratively. Well, you know, the antichrist got an antichrist. Hate, yeah, you've, you've got your spidey hate, sense. Hate, 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 hate. You know that what I always refer to that is when I've got my spidey sense. I don't say spidey sense. I say I can feel it. Feel I can it. feel it right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, right at the, the the top of the neck, right where it meets the skull. You can feel it. Like oh, mm. it's gonna oh, that's gonna happen. <laughs> yep, that's about right. Yeah. All right, one more tweet. All right, the Lord does not want superficial quote unquote followers. He wants people who question themselves and let themselves be challenged by his word. So to be Jesus' disciple, we must first of all seek him and keep our hearts open and searching, never satiated or satisfied. Hashtag Angelus. Cap or no cap? Cap. I mean, I appreciate the fact that, I mean, this is what we wrestle with as pastors all the time, is people actually hearing God's word with an open ear. Mm-hmm. Not as confirmation bias, you know. Right. But at the same time, the gospel does satisfy. So right. to constantly be searching and leave yourself un- unsatiated by the word of God. Right. But when you have the magisterium behind it, who needs the word of God? You know, the right. pi- what they call the pious doubt, you know. Don't doubt. Yeah. You know, you can doubt, just not too much. Right. Right. Because... um. Uh, a healthy amount of doubt without complete despair really gets people to action. Well, that's how you get, you know, St. Peter's Basilica built or to get people going on crusades. Right. Hey, man, if it works, it works. Womp, womp. Don't hate the player. I I hate the player and the game. (laughs) (laughs) 
right. We don't sound Ramp old and white. <laughs> I'm beige. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm beige. I don't know what you're talking about. Quote of the year. All right. End of the show. Benjamin Franklin. Like, All right. Huh. All right. I think we've, unless you've found something incredibly amazing, I think we're done with the tweets. Uh, yeah. Just some kind of funny things that he said, but I don't think there's anything else you want to listen to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, maybe next time we'll read uh, the poet the Pope says on Truth Social next time. Sure. <laughs> Thank maybe. you for listening. Been a, a wild ride of a show. This is Bullhagen. This is Berg. This is Vicker. And may men have long hair. And no cap, bro! Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.